Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brandt Bernard, Mike Molina, and Doug Sprinthal. And we will be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant. Bradshaw and Brian. Well, we got to tell them what this is, though, first. We're going to do a little... Oh, we have to tell them what it I is? I think so. It's oh, okay. a little live radio drama. This is a transcript of an actual chat that I did with an unnamed national phone carrier. Tom is playing the part of the phone carrier, and I'm playing the part of me. This is going to be great. Go ahead, Tom. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you for contacting the wireless chat team regarding your account. How can we help you today? Well, my stepson got a new phone yesterday, and I see there's a $30 upgrade fee on the receipt. What's that for? Oh, my. I can definitely check on options regarding the upgrade fee. To answer your question, the upgrade fee is a standard fee for every phone upgrade. I paid for the phone. Why do I need to pay the upgrade fee? I've been a customer for 20 years and have never been charged one. I know how important the cost can be, and I understand as a consumer myself. I also want to apologize that the proper expectation about the fee was not set. Uh, I'm still waiting for an answer to my question. Sorry for the delay. I just wanted to make sure everything is documented and also checked for options to help you with the fee. To answer your question, the upgrade fee is to cover the cost in updating the new phone on the system and to connect it to the tower as well as for the service. I want to help you with this. Considering that the fee is valid due to upgrade, how about we meet halfway? I will apply a $15 credit real-time to be deducted on your next bill. Your thoughts? As I stated earlier, I've been a customer for 20 years and have never paid it. Switching a SIM card and activating the phone takes about 45 seconds. I really don't think there's $30 worth of value there. It's not the money, it's the principal. Also, I don't want to negotiate. If you don't want to reduce the entire, refund the entire fee, I'll explore other options. I don't want to go through the hassle of changing characters, carriers, but I don't want to go through this either. It's up to you guys. Thanks. I totally get your point and want to help you with this. By the way, is this the first time you've upgraded a phone? Uh, in 20 years, I've probably had 18 phones on the account. Thanks so much for verifying. Since you've been one of our loyal customers, as a one-time courtesy, I will cover the full $30 effective real-time. Moving forward, you may see the upgrade fee for every phone upgrade on the account. Do you have any further questions or concerns I may assist you with? No, I'm fine. I also want to thank you for giving me the opportunity to assist you today. I'm giving you back the rest of your day now. Take care and have a fantastic day ahead. Can you imagine how pissed people would be if Walzer sold cars like this? <laughs> just, I, this is way too long for a commercial, but it's, this is actually real. I'm like this. It, it was half an hour chat to get a thirty dollars fee that they just tacked onto a kid. Ugh. Anyway, Walzer.com. L is for the, is way, for you the way you look at me. At me. O, o is for the, is only, for the only you are seen. I see. V, v is very, 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 very extraordinary. extraordinary. 
is even more than anyone. I think I'm having a flashback. I love that song. You guys were up on about Valentine's a one and a half everybody. second delay up here. It was just crazy. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. It was, it was terrible. Ah. LSD's kicking in again. And I just took it. Oh, my God. Yeah, that would have been, that would have been, yeah, not good. Not good at all. Did anybody else but me watch the um, half pipe yesterday? I watched it. That was great. I did not. <laughs> Do you understand how these people can fly around like that and no. not get killed every minute uh, of their lives? Sean no. White. Sean White, guy. yeah, he was crying. He won his third gold medal, and he was he was seriously like he yeah. lost it because he had come back from a really really bad injury, mm-hmm. um, and he said he still isn't recovered. And then everybody's like, "Oh, his age, you know, there's no way he's ever going to be what he was." Blah blah blah. And yet he did it again. But then his his interview afterwards, he shot himself in the foot. What did he do? Why? Oh, he was talking about because there's a, you know the Me Too movement, and uh, he's been accused in the past by somebody in his band. I didn't even know he had a band. He was. Yeah. Accused of what? Uh, inappropriate, like verbal or. That's why you get in a band. No, I know, but it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God, Doug! Sorry, said that. <laughs> well, actually, he was uh, he was emailing uh, or texting messages to a band member. She's like a female drummer. I think it, the yeah. drummer is a female in yep. the band. I I don't know that just after someone's won the gold on the worldwide stage that that was the time to bring that up. Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't she say this a long time ago? I mean, it's not like he's not super successful in a ton of stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got he's an industry himself. Yeah. He doesn't even need to be doing this anymore. Yeah. Plus they settled. He didn't do it. Oh, they did settle. Yeah, they reached an undisclosed settlement last year, I think. See, I didn't even know that. So it's been. It's been settled, and the guy still brought it up from ABC. It was a yeah. guy from ABC who brought it up. So I, I don't know. You know, if you settled, whatever the situation, it, it, now is the time, huh? The guy's won his third gold medal, so now's the time to bring that up. Yeah, yeah. you got to bring those people off that pedestal. And I'm not forgive, forgiving him if he did do something wrong. Uh, they did settle, which means the person he settled with was was happy with the settlement. So I'm not a look. If he did something wrong, he did something wrong. I'm just wondering, can we stop trying to embarrass America in front of the rest of the entire world? Two yeah. words for you. Is that ever going to happen? Stormy weather. <laughs> stormy. You know what's so stormy amazing? Stormy McDaniel's not stormy. Oh, weather. what's so yeah, amazing right. about Sorry. that woman is she was paid off to shut up, and then she didn't <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, honey. Well, the funny, you're the kind of the woman funny, that makes us all look really bad. And you guys probably know more attorneys than the normal bear, but this guy has said you got that, that right. he just paid Sadly. the 130 grand out of his own pocket. The lawyer said that. Yeah, yeah. never got reimbursed. Do you know any attorney walking? <laughs> I mean, come on. No, no. I mean, they'll be fact, they'll be I nice to you, but as soon as they open their mouth, it costs money. Yeah. Well, might, he might have given it to him if he already received a half a million. Then maybe he did it. Yeah. Well, I'm just telling you, if I took $130,000 from you and handed it to somebody else, and I were an attorney, I'd charge you $500 for doing that. That's right. Just taking it out of your hand and putting it in his hand. So don't give me the stuff that you paid for it. And you'd call it the upgrade fee. Yeah, the upgrade fee. Let's not forget the upgrade fee, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I uh, yeah I don't know. Look, I, I'm not trying to downplay what he did. I'm not saying what he did is right. If he did it, I don't know if he did it. Whatever. I'm just wondering if now's the right time to be bringing that that stuff up. Couldn't you you know do it? Hey, let's have a little press conference. Uh, you need to answer these questions. This ambush thing. F- first of all, ambush reporters. I'm not fond of anyway. I'm not a big fan of that whole ambush reporting. Well, not unless thing. it's like a Bernie Madoff who's actually destroyed yeah. people's lives. Um, you know, many. This many is not the first time lives. when it comes to the Winter Games because four years ago, it was Bodie Miller came back and right. he won, and then they stick a microphone and asked him about. I think it was his brother had recently passed away. Oh, I didn't and, know. I don't yeah. remember that. Don't and I was just like, "What are you doing?" Because he broke down. He's like, it was just an awkward an interview. Yeah, he's announcing. Yeah, I mean, it hasn't hurt his career. Yeah, he's I great. Guess. Yeah, I would imagine so. So, again, we're not taking positions on whether he did or did not 
sexually harass a woman or was inappropriate with a woman uh, through texting or emailing, whatever it was. That's not what I'm saying at all. It's just, I just don't know that now's the time to bring it up. Why don't we set aside a special, I don't know. It, it just seems weird to me that Americans just have to attack uh, people now that are, are American. Nobody else, just Americans. Well, and, you know, if he did something and the case is settled, then the case is settled. And the case is settled. Why keep dragging it into the spotlight? I don't know. I, I mean, I understand both sides of it, but it's just gotten to the point where it's like anybody that's got two cents to rub together is going to have to pay out for something. Oh, God, I just noticed something. I was scrolling through stories looking at what uh, to talk about today, and then- there's an ad for, uh, I don't know what it's even for. It doesn't matter. Um, it says, America's next bankruptcy. And the picture of the guy that looks all worried looks just like Louie Anderson. You kind of does. It kind of does. Doesn't that look like Louie? <laughs> <laughs> it's not Louie, no. but it sure does look like No. <laughs> Let's hope that's not the case. I think that's absolutely hilarious. I think the whole thing is absolutely hilarious, as a matter of fact. People have thoughts about the new Obama portraits, and some are weirder than others. On Tuesday, Sean Hannity's website pushed perhaps the weirdest of all, that the portrait contained hidden images of sperm. What? Sean, step away from the bottle. Okay. (laughs) Let me scroll up and look at the picture. Stop smoking it. So where where is the sperm supposed to be? I'm looking at the picture right now. Where is the sperm supposed to be? Well, it's hidden. Well, they're black yeah, people, I mean, so it's probably black sperm. <laughs> oh, it's black sperm? Okay, I'm guessing. Different. I don't yeah. see what could be sperm on here. <laughs> you, anything? Mm. Anyone? you gotta, you got to snip that out. Maybe, maybe I had a <laughs> Shut up, Sprint doll. <laughs> trying to stab me in the back. The week quotes from the since-deleted page controversy surrounding Kehinde Wiley's uh, wildly non-traditional portrait of the commander-in-chief broke out within minutes of its unveiling, with industry insiders claiming the artist secretly inserted his trademark technique, concealing images of sperm within his paintings. Oh, it's a trademark? Well, then they probably are there if it's a trademark. I guess. I don't see him. Of course, I don't look. At, I don't really stare at pictures a whole lot. I don't really understand the president of the United States or the former president of the United States in this case sitting in a chair in a bush. I don't really understand what's that supposed to mean. It means whenever someone looks at the Hall of Presidents, they'll notice his first because it's so bizarre. Yep. And by the way, it doesn't look anything like Barack Obama. Well, wait. It looks you, like Barack you, Obama maybe thirty years from now. Have you looked at Michelle's picture? Yes, I saw her picture, too. That one's really... Uh, I don't get it. I don't get it either. I don't understand. I don't understand any of it. Uh, apparently, so this guy has a uh, has this uh, technique, this trademark technique that he uses. And a since-deleted Hannity tweet read, Obama's portrait, a stark contrast to predecessors, and inappropriate with sexual innuendo. The allegation drew quite a bit of attention. Apparently, Hannity himself was surprised. Earlier today, my web staff posted content that was not reviewed by me before publication. He said in a statement, it does not reflect my voice and message, and therefore I had it taken down. The sperm rumor apparently began circulating on uh, 4chan. What's 4chan? Some forum. Some, that's it. You don't have to care about it. The Daily Beast <laughs> appears to have tracked down the original source, a 2008 article in the New York Times about artist Wiley. The article says his portraits initially depicted African-American men against rich textile or wallpaper backgrounds whose patterns he likened to abstractions of sperm. This tweet shows the image making the sperm conspiracy rounds. Um, I really don't see anything on here that might be... Like squiggly sperm. I'm, I'm glad things. Sean's. They're a little look, white flower. But. I'm glad Sean's looking out for the public, though. That's awesome. He's looking. Well, apparently he had nothing to do with it, so uh, what are well, you going to do? I'm sure they just don't want a traditional um, portrait. Well, it's not a traditional no, portrait. No, they do not want that. There's no way they want a traditional portrait. Well, it seems kind of weird that they would be allowed to have this incredibly strange portrait when everyone else had the basically the same thing. Mm hmm. Like just a standard portrait. Yeah, it's obviously designed to stand out, which is kind of childish. Didn't Jesse Ventura do a weird one? Yes, he did. At the from the governor's. And mansion? Jesse Ventura is very childish. <laughs> so I <laughs> guess they can do whatever they want. But yeah, that's probably true. They can do whatever they want, and that's just how it is. And 
Such is life, I guess. I don't. I don't understand any of it. Everybody has to be weird and odd, and I'm better. The arrogance right now is unbelievable. I was sent a. Uh, I don't know if it was a tweet or a Facebook posting by a friend of mine. They they just uh, texted it over to me. That said, uh, some guy was really really pissed off, and he said. Uh, he was expecting me to say that I loved Catherine at least 500 times again today, like I always do. The guy's mad at me because I love my wife. <laughs> How bizarre wow. is that? Yes, because I tell just... people that I love my wife. They don't want to hear it, apparently. It's a horrible thing to say, and I should never say it again. Being a malcontent is kind of like the thing to do lately. Really is. It yeah, really you can't is. please everybody. You can't, Whatever. Yeah, it's just... You know, I don't go on social media anymore, otherwise I would have been on there today saying, you know, you losing piece of turd. So losing I, but I, piece of turd. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't do I that. Didn't do I'm not going to do that. I was going to do it, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> Thank you. Pro golfer Bill Haas is out of the hospital after the driver of the Ferrari he was riding and struck several vehicles in a utility pole Tuesday night near Los Angeles, Oof. reports the L.A. Times. The driver, a 71-year-old man, was pronounced dead at the scene. He was not related to Haas, but his family was hosting the golfer while he was in town for a tournament. One of the vehicles struck by the Ferrari was driven by actor Luke Wilson, who was also not injured. A witness recounts that he and Wilson helped victims after the accident. A 50-year-old woman in a BMW struck by the Ferrari was hospitalized. While Bill escaped serious injuries and has been released from the hospital, he is understandably shaken up, and more importantly, his deepest condolences go out to the host family during this tragic and difficult time, said in a statement from the PGA Tour. The 35-year-old has withdrawn from the Genesis Open in Pacific Palisades and was going home to South Carolina. His father says Haas is uh, swelling in one leg but was otherwise very fortunate so the driver of the Ferrari was actually killed. Was he, was he showing off for the pro golfer to see, show him how fast the Ferrari was? Oh, I hope not. People do that all the time just on the street here. Well, that's how do. often yeah, that's true. you what get happens? these, uh, uh, I don't know what you'd call them. What's a polite term for what they are? Paul Walker? Low-intelligence individuals. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just gunning the hell out of their motorcycles or cars oh, at yeah. 3 o'clock in the morning when no one's even looking at them. They just want to yeah, They're be, home from the bars. Yeah, they just want to be as cool as they can. Yeah, it's very true. It is very, very true. They like to Yeah, they like to rev their engines on their cars and their motorcycles. They want their motorcycle as loud as possible. Yeah. I remember one time I was downtown Minneapolis... It was. It wasn't even late, and I was driving your car. I think it was. I think it was that Jag Jaguar. Um, what what model was that? Which one? The, it all depends. There was an X. X something. I don't know what it was. You mean the lo- the big black one? No, it was. Oh, it was a little blue one. Little blue one. Yeah, that's. What was the cheap cheapest Jaguar they ever saw? Oh God, the world's most expensive Ford Taurus. That was the X type. It was the X type, yeah, yep. exactly. That was, a was Ford, a, that was an all wheel. That was an all wheel drive Ford Taurus. Yep. What a pile of crap! That's exactly what it was. It, it really was. was not a good car, but anyway, it was, so it's I'm true. Down, I'm downtown Minneapolis. I'm sitting at a light, we had, and this guy pulls up next to me, and he like revs his engine, and he says, "Do you want to race?" I'm like, "I mean, it was there was traffic and people everywhere," and I'm like, "Well, obviously, <laughs> I don't want to race uh, downtown Minneapolis," so I. I thought, hmm, what should I say here? So I rolled down my window and go, I can't. My car's dirty. There will be just way too much drag. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> you got him off your And he goes, he goes, he goes, dirty! <laughs> well. He just rolled his window up. <laughs> like, she's just crazy. I'm, that's another thing I don't understand. Let's drag race in downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, with people everywhere. What a great idea. It would, oh, yeah. It was a ticket waiting to happen in jail time, probably for me. It was indeed. By the way, Doug Sprenthal, thank you so much for, and I don't want to say the name of the man who sent it to me because he might not want to be attached to it, but you forward to get. Oh, he wants uh, you to. What, it, this, we, this is one of the guys that's buying a car from us. I, he emailed me yesterday. We talked about this, and he listens to the podcast. He's got a like a six-month-old son that doesn't sleep, and so when he's up in the middle of the night, he listens to this. So, he, yeah, mention okay, his name. Well. We will be right back, and and we'll talk about them and what uh, Doug sent me and what he sent Doug right after this Tom Bernard Show.
I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. If you've noticed your vision getting cloudy, blurry, or dim, or having more difficulty seeing at night, you could have cataracts. Tom here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they do much more? They do, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. I'm at that age where my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Of course, Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology and vision options available, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you've been told you have cataracts or you're wondering why things just aren't as clear as they used to be, call the experts at Whiting Clinic or go to whitingclinic.com to learn more. See the folks at Whiting Clinic in order to see your very best. And don't forget to tell them that I sent you. I give her all my love. That's all I do. Hey, have I mentioned today that I love my wife? I don't think I've mentioned it 500 times yet. Not to me. 500 times. I love my wife. I love my wife. Just saying it to piss that guy off even more. Look, just because you're a loser at relationships, it's not my fault. What? I don't know if he's a loser at relationships. He's a loser at relationships. I notice how you can't even spell that great. Um, okay. So, Doug Sprinthal. David Demmel, is that how you say his name? I, I don't know. I'm that sounds. That's what I would attempt to say it as. Yeah, D-E-M-L is how you spell the last name. David Demmel. David must be a big morning show listener and podcast listener because uh, whenever I'm talking to Philip or JB on the podcast, People always uh, always say the N-word. Oh, you, you shouldn't use the N-word. I don't go with N-word. I go with the big N, right? <laughs> Just call it the big N. Well, apparently, I don't know what book this is in, but it's in a child's. It's, it's a children's book, isn't it? Yeah, I think it is. It looks like a children's book. He said he has a six-year-old, that David has a six-year-old. <laughs> and it says, big N. What begins with those? Nine new neckties and a nightshirt. And a nose. What begins with the big N? <laughs> That's very funny, David. <laughs> thinking of you as I'm reading. Yeah, yeah. thinking of you, Tom. That's now, that's what I really. GD uh, is Greg Davis. He's you've met Greg before. Oh, Greg He's the general manager yeah. at the oh, yeah, I know, store. Oh yeah, I know. Greg Davis. Is Dave's there. shopping for a. Uh, 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 Tundra, I think, or Tacoma. I can't remember which. And he's bought a bunch of cars from one of our biggest competitors in, in town. And he goes, you know, I want to give you guys a shot. I've been listening to you and Tom screw around for years. So let's see. Uh, maybe we can put something together. So thank you, David. I nice. hope it works out. Yes, thank you, David, very much. And thank you for the big N reference in the child's book. The it tundra. made my day. The Tundra. The Big T. That's called the Big T, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, the I'm Big T. Sure. Hey, speaking of failed uh, relationships, uh, this is... Uh, I have a quiz for you. It's just a one-question uh-huh. quiz. I was talking uh-huh. to Tim Lammers on Facebook about Gary Oldman, who starred in uh, Darkest Hour, played Winston Churchill. Brilliant performance. Guess how many Wonderful. times uh, Gary's been married? Gary Oldman? Yeah. Uh, four. I bet, I bet a lot because he did, he seems like he would be maybe a little difficult to live with. <laughs> five. Five, Five times? He, he was married to Uma Thurman for a couple of years in the 90s. I never knew that. I just Wikipedia him. I'm like, was. holy crap. So let's get him on the show. I bet he would be an interesting interview. Having <laughs> yeah, been married. dedicate an hour just to his marriage. Oh, God, that's phenomenal. That is absolutely phenomenal, I think, to tell you the truth. <laughs> he's been married five. Well, he's not that old either, is he? I, I think he's, How old I is, think he's is my age. Old. I think he was born in 58, so he'd be... Yep, 59. he was. Yep. 
Honest to God. So that's... Uh, he's been married five times. <laughs> Why would you... Uh, look, people get married once or twice or whatever, maybe three times at the most, but what? why would you go with number four and number five? Wouldn't you realize, I'm not really good at this and I'm not going to do this anymore? I, had, I have a, a guy I worked with who was been married three times, and the third was the love of his life, but he came to work one day and he's really, really mad, and he can tell he's upset. took me all day to beat it out of him. He had a big fight with his wife. His wife was actually, when you guys used to do classic Minnesota babes, she was one of them. She was one of the first ones. A oh, really? Really good-looking woman in her 40s. And I said, geez, it, is, is, it, is it over? And he goes, no, I think I can weld it back together. But in, in case I can't, I'm going to have to entertain the, the very real uh, proposition that the previous two wives weren't entirely wrong. Well, <laughs> <laughs> this is very honest, yeah, so that's that was, good. It was really funny, too, I thought. That's well, in the case of actors, I'm sure that they, oh, God. you know, the reason why they pick somebody is because they're, you know, the hot person of the moment, uh-huh. or mm-hmm. they're or they're on set with them, and so they think that that's, you know, love, and it's just not. They just yeah. choose very badly. Well, they were attractive-looking women, if I remember the Wikipedia page. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, like I said, you have to have a little bit more than that. Yeah, it's a whole different. Yeah, just not just being attractive is not enough. Obviously. Hollywood is like ninety percent about appearance, so oh, that's yeah. true. That's why they. That's why they rarely have any any relationships at nope. last. Oh yeah, his uh, longest relationship was seven years, but most of them have been four or under. <laughs> so it could last forty eight months or less. You mm-hmm. almost have to start wonderful. on the divorce paperwork right after the wedding, don't you? I know. <laughs> Well, he divorced his first wife and married Uma in the same year, so... Oh. Oh, he did? I don't even... So that was a, yeah, I'm in love with... Yeah, that's probably during the Kill Bill years, I'm guessing, when that she was, was so... 1990. Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. Which, no, Kill Bill was much later than that. It yeah. was? Yeah, because Pulp Fiction uh, was, was until 97 or so, I don't think. Oh, really? She was basically in porn. I mean, not like literal porn, but... What?! Uma Thurman. She was in the first what a, what film. What other kind of porn NC is there? NC seventeen rating. Oh no, NC seventeen is not pornography. The first no. film to receive it ever, though. What was it? What was the film? Uh, Henry and June, a sexually provocative drama about the relationship, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then she did was some plays where she was she appeared nude, and I don't know. No, so she must have been the toast of the town there for a while. Yeah, they love naked. Actresses. Yeah. Hasn't she also been married like four times? She has been married. She's been twice. Married. Wait, oh. no. Well, kind of. She's been married <laughs> twice, but she's had two partners. Whatever that means. Whatever that means. Okay, she was married to Gary Oldman, and then she wasn't married to Quentin Tarantino, was she? No. Who was she married? Who else was she married to? Ethan Hawke. Oh, she was married to Ethan Ethan Hawke. Mm-hmm. Yes. And her longest relationship ever was also seven years. Welcome to the uh, Va- Valentine's being... Day edition of the Tom Bernard Podcast. About <laughs> 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 actors who break up with their spouses. That's just how it is. Well, this is good news. The the anchor, Katie Couric, mistakenly noted uh, something. Katie Couric has apologized for saying that the Dutch are so successful in speed, ca- speed, uh, speed skating because skates have been used as a form of transportation when canals freeze in the Netherlands. Her remark during the Olympics opening ceremony invited some Dutch mockery on social media from people who said the information was outdated. The Netherlands Embassy to the United States invited Kirk to visit the country to see all the innovative ways the Dutch get around. (laughs) We have cars now. (laughs) And trolleys. Uh, Some people can ad-lib and other people just clearly can't. No, they can't. That's very true. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Golden number. Michael Caine. (laughs) Oh, God, Michael Caine. And the Dutch. Don't forget, as reported here on the the Tom Bernard Show, it was reported that uh, Katie, during that entire they love to skate in the canals speech, also misspoke about one thing she said, although she did correct it immediately. She said... They skate in the canals where they love to rape each other. What? And then she said, rape. 
And then she said, race. Oh, so race. They, they like to race each other. <laughs> oh, God, Katie. Having a big day, are we, Katie? Uh, having a few problems? <laughs> Poor Katie. Poor Katie. How yeah. is she? How is, how is Katie Couric doing? Is she on anywhere now? Well, yeah. She's made the rounds, and she now she's back at a- NBC. Oh, she is? I didn't know that. She has a $10 million salary, so I'm guessing she's somewhere. Yeah, I think she's doing fairly uh, well. Yeah, she's doing all right. Uh, she's the Yahoo Global News anchor. Apparently, oh, they have that didn't work though. Ten million dollars to just throw around. <laughs> Did they fire her? I don't know. I don't think so. I know the Yahoo thing didn't work out. That I know, but I don't know if they got got rid of her or not yet. Oh wait, yes. Uh, after Verizon purchased Yahoo, um, Carrick ended her contract with them, and, so okay. she wasn't fired. But I'm guessing at this point she's. Semi-retired. I mean, you make ten million dollars for one year, and you're ready to retire. If no, you want to. not someone like her. No, no, no. Well, a normal person would be. Oh, she's, a lot of money. she's got um, a stack, I'm sure. I would think so. I would think that's probably true. So, no, so, they're actually rather modest-sized. What did she? Oh uh, my god! Da, 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 da. Bad, very oh, bad. Okay. I haven't actually. Andy, I've never heard you make a boob joke, joke before. <laughs> Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Andy, on Valentine's Day. That's good. <laughs> exactly. It's Valentine's Day. Thinking of boobs. I'm going to break wide open <laughs> with, you know, you brought this name up earlier, and I just saw her picture. I've never seen Tiffany Daniels, McDaniels, or whatever her name is. Stormy Daniels. That's her name. I've never seen her before. I mean, she's not an unattractive woman, but she certainly wouldn't be someone that you'd rush out. First of all, she's a porn star. So oh, you know, no wonder I haven't heard of her. I was like, who the hell is? Well, who is she? Open for business, you know what I'm saying? Oh my yeah. God! Okay, guys. Well, who is she? The Stormy Daniels Donald Trump story just oh, keeps taking right. new turns. The latest is that the president's personal attorney now says he paid the adult film star $130,000 out of his own pocket just before the 2016 election. Reports in the New York Times: Michael Cohen paid the sum as Daniels' real name Stephanie Clifford was making noise about going public with allegations that she had an affair with Trump back in 2006. Who cares? Yeah, they yeah, should have really. just let her say it. Yeah, I mean, who said, cares? Yeah, we slept together. Who would have been shocked? Who? Yeah. Donald yeah, no one's a porn star? I'm, I'm I know. I, <laughs> really hard to believe, isn't it? Thousands can claim the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> You know what? I, what's really bothering me, Doug, and you got to have to help me out with this because you went to McAllister. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, I bounce around all the news sites that I possibly can because they're all annoying to me, and I mean every national news channel is annoying as hell. They just got their own little things that they just harp on over and over and over again. But I cannot believe that CNN is making such a big deal out of President Trump not yet saying that he felt sorry for Rob Porter's wives. I know. You well, had CNN, Bill Clinton poking everything in sight for eight years, actually for the last 30 years. You never brought that up. And now this is all you want to talk about? I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying, good God, how can you sit there with a straight face and, and criticize Donald Trump when you never said a word about Bill Clinton? I think it's Clinton for time. It's time for Clinton to ditch the dating game and find the real connection. Yeah, there you go. That's what it's time for. <laughs> Am I right? Look, I don't know what it feels Our like. Our guest is on. That's what? Our well, guest is on. That's oh, the, that we, guest is right that's the topic that she's on for. <laughs> well, I'm glad to hear that because I would like to get your opinion on this. I, I don't. Yeah, I guess what I was going to get to right now is the fact that. I don't know what it feels like to be president of the United States because, first of all, this is just my opinion now, but I think in order to be the president of the United States, you have to be extremely arrogant, I would think. You, you've got to be very fond of yourself to even want to be president of the United States, I would assume. So I don't know what kind of pressure you put on yourself. I don't know, you know, with the way a lot, and not every president did, but some of them... I don't know. They act very in a very bizarre manner, but I suppose they have so much pressure on them that they can't handle it. And also, my brain just doesn't work like that. I, I guess I just can't understand it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, seeking soulmate, ditch the dating game and find a real connection. Is it Shamin? It's Shamin, like come in with a sh at the front. Shamin Ajan? 
Ajan, uh, you not know, exotic at all. Shimin, I, I, you know, here I am trying to be all cool and exotic. <laughs> so it's Shimin Ajan. That's right, you got it. There we go. Shimin Ajan. Now I've got to cover. Yeah, I, I, I did. I tried to get all exotic on you there, Shimin. But I have a friend. I tried to get him to change it too, but he wasn't having it. You wouldn't have it. I have a friend whose name is is Charmin, C H A R M I N, and she's a. And by the way, she's a wonderful woman. So you're close enough in name with Shimin and Charmin. You're close well, enough. But she's a wonderful person. Yeah, yes. I, I imagine she got a lot of teething growing up because I did without the R being in my name. Mm-hmm. Oh, I suppose you, yeah. the, the, with the R even missing, you probably still uh, they, they probably still went after you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But you know, Doug, uh, she she works for uh, Bilski. That's oh. So, I thought maybe yeah, she was she married she to Mr. Whipple. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that's right. I had to Please do Please don't it. squeeze the shimin. Right. Here we go. Okay, we'll get it out of the way here. Please don't squeeze the shimin while she's here. Okay. There you go. We got it out of the way. We got everything covered. Ditching the dating game and finding a real connection. We've been talking about that all day. I will lead in with this, shimin. I've been criticized on social media today, apparently. I don't go on social media, so they have to send it to me. But apparently I've been criticized on uh, social media today because I say on, my, uh, on, the, on the show far, that I love my wife all the time and they're sick of me hearing how much I love my wife. Okay. Isn't that bizarre? I think it is bizarre. I think it's lovely that you love your wife. I think Shout it's it lovely. Too. We're going to take a very quick break and we're going to come right back and return the entire segment after this over to Shamin Ajan. Ditching the dating game and finding real connection right up to this Tom Bernard show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first My Pillow. If you already know how great the My Pillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. have I told you lately that I love you? Have I told you there's no one above you? 500 times a day. <laughs> 500 times a day. That's all. Honestly, God, Shimin, it's hilarious. This guy's very upset with me because uh, on this show and the morning show I do as well that I talk, talk, talk about how much I love my wife and how, how great everything is and all that. And he, he, he's very angry at me for talking about that all the time, which I don't think I do talk about it that much. He just uh, apparently doesn't he doesn't like it and he doesn't want to hear it anymore. Some people are crabby. They're just crabby. No, he's a bad man. <laughs> I like it, Shamin. He's a bad man. Sad, she said. No, I didn't say bad. I said sad. Oh, I was hoping you said bad. I want to go to. Well, you know, Muhammad Ali said he was a bad man, so you know, I, I went with that. It seems like everyone is looking for love, but for so many, it's an. Uh, Endless frustrating struggle in seeking soulmate, ditch the dating game, and find real connection. Brooklyn-based therapist Shimin Ajan offers a fresh perspective to this universal pursuit with a friendly, funny, and informative approach. Ajan, 
applies the evidence-based theories of cognitive behavior therapy and mindfulness meditation practice. Oh, Catherine, the home run with I you I love there. that. Mindful meditation practice <laughs> to the negative behaviors, thoughts, and patterns that cause dating distress. Why do people, Shaman, uh, why do they have such problems making a connection with a, with a partner, uh, eventually getting married? Why, why is it such a problem? You know, I think dating is one of those universal stressors that we all experience at some point in our life, unless we're in an arranged marriage situation. And I think it's stressful because it's awkward. It's so awkward to meet somebody and for you guys both to be putting yourself out there in a situation where either one of you guys could be rejected at any time. So I think people go into dating with lots of insecurities, they feel anxious, they bring past relationships into the dating experience with them, and oftentimes they're not really presenting themselves in their true light. They're not really being who they are on that date, and they're not seeing the person in front of them for the person that they are. And so that's why it's so important to really get in touch with what's happening in the present moment and really become more aware of what your thoughts and feelings and behaviors are that might be leading you to have difficulties making connections with folks. That's a possibility. You know what? For the first time in my life, and even my wife hasn't heard this, so the, right in front of the audience, in front of you, everybody else on the show, I have to admit something, and this is the truth, and maybe this is why I didn't have that dating stress. And, and, and because of you... Uh, Charmin, uh, I now understand why I didn't have that stress. Because I do remember when, when Catherine and I first started dating that I didn't really think I had a real shot with her, so it didn't put any pressure on me. I thought, well, just, you know, we'll have a good time while we have a good time. But I didn't really think I had a long term shot with her, so I, I didn't have any pressure on me. That's a true story. Right. This yeah, that's nice. huge. That's one of the things I like to tell people remove the pressure from yourself. Right. It's just an opportunity to connect with somebody possibly. Yeah, I mean, you hear over and over again how, you know, people are like actively looking for a soulmate and they want to get married by the time they're whatever age and when their career is this and that. And then, then when they give up, you know, air quotes, all of a sudden, you know, they find somebody that they fall in love with and get married to. Right. Yeah. I think, I think that's a little bit of a myth, though. I think they never really gave up. Right. But I mean, you know, that whole act of putting a ton of pressure on yourself. Yes, definitely. I think, you know, dating, like I said, is an opportunity. And you never know when it might be a romantic connection, or it might be a friendship connection, or it might be a career connection. They might work for somebody that you've always wanted to work for, and they can get you in touch with the person at HR. Or maybe even that person might be the brother or the sister or the best friend of somebody who might be a better match for you. You never know. Right. But is a chance for you to see whether or not there's something there in some way. You know, Shaman, before you came on the show today, we were talking about some Hollywood actors, and Gary Oldman was one of them. He's been married five times. So how do you get the mindset five different times, yep, this is the one for me? I mean, how many times does it take to realize maybe there isn't one for you? Well, I think maybe it's the wrong one that they keep finding over and over and over oh, again. And okay. you know, in those experiences, there's something that wonderful that came out of them. But I do think there are lots of people who might not get married, but who find themselves in that same relationship over and over and over again. Now, on some level, it's about you know it's so normal and comfortable to you, and then on some unconscious level, you are attracted to a certain type that you keep finding yourself repeating the same pattern with over and over again. And that's, you know, we want people Oop, to totally time lost. on in the book is you really being aware of what's driving you to be in these relationships, what's attracting you to these certain kinds of people, and what patterns showing up in the relationship that lead to its demise. I mean, it's very interesting to me. Now, Catherine who's sitting right here, my lovely wife. Our son is on the show today as well. Some days our daughter's on, uh, so the whole family does the show together. But uh, Catherine is sitting right here, and she, 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 I'm certain, wants to talk to you about mindfulness and cognitive behavior therapy and, you know, to help with those, maybe some people uh, turn their luck around or whatever. So can you explain, both of you actually, Catherine, what's your take on this, and Shamans as well, 
uh, explain what mindfulness and CBT are. Dun, yeah, I mean, dun. that whole mindfulness thing, that's that's very useful. Like she was talking about patterns that people get into. It's, you know, uh-huh. if you're mindful about your patterns, then you can break the patterns. That's where that all comes in very handy. Okay, so basically for a person like Elizabeth Taylor, it just wasn't happening. Well, like I said, you can't compare normal people to anyone in Hollywood no, because they're all probably getting married to somebody to enhance their career or something. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I, I just you know, right. I just don't think that they're in it for the real reasons. Is Shimin back? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm right here. Can you hear me? Oh, it sounds wonderful. Yeah, that sounds much better. Sounds wonderful. So we're, oh, I'm sorry about that. That's oh, okay. not a problem. Nothing you, nothing you could do about it. Um, we were about to talk mindfulness and cognitive behavior therapy. Catherine was talking about it a, a little bit. I wanted to get your take on that, Shimin, if we could. Yeah, so, yeah, I was just saying I'm really passionate about both of them. I'm trained in both CBT and in mindfulness. And in simple terms, CBT is really just about understanding um, how thoughts affect the way you feel, how feelings affect the way you behave, how behaviors affect the way you think, and vice versa. They're all interconnected, and you can't change one without it having an impact on the other. Now, you can't say, I'm not going to be sad, or I'm not going to be jealous, or I'm not going to be angry. You can't just stop a feeling, but you can change the way you're thinking about a situation, or you can change what you're doing, and that indirectly can impact the way that you're feeling. So that's CBT in a nutshell. And then mindfulness is really just about cultivating an awareness of what's happening in the here and the now in the present moment and doing that intentionally and non-judgmentally. And so that word non-judgmentally really, I think, is an important one to focus on because a lot of times people are aware of what they might be thinking or what their behaviors are, um, but they're criticizing those thoughts and behaviors, or they're telling themselves, oh, stop thinking that, I'm so stupid, and dredging themselves, and that's not the way that we make change in our lives. Mm-hmm. That just kind of keeps the, 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 the bad behavior going. Um, how we change it is by learning to observe it, by learning to be aware of it, by being curious of our thoughts and our behaviors and what's happening around us, and then taking a moment to decide how you then want to move forward instead of being reactive and being on autopilot, we can then make a choice about what we want to do next. That makes total sense to me, actually. It makes a lot of sense. Um, Catherine and I have been married now for 34 years, and we've been together for 37 years, and it's kind of interesting because... Wow, congratulations! Thank you, thank you. It's interesting because we've both changed over the years. We had a son who's now 31, Andy's here with us, and our daughter's 29 years old, and now we have a grandchild and a second grandchild on the way. We have uh, a son-in-law. So our lives have changed quite a bit over the years, and we kind of changed together, but I think on most things we still we still tend to see the world very much alike, don't we? That's what you think. Here, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it right there. That's great. There you go. Okay, well, that's the end of that mindfulness. I was being mindful. Shimin, I was being mindful, and then she stabbed me right in the back. Did you hear that? It was unbelievable. No, I think that's a, that's a, a great observation. I think, you know, there's a, people think that um, people change, but people really don't change. Maybe your behaviors change and mm-hmm. your interests change, but who you are at your core it remains the same most of the time. And so, yes, there are going to be changes. I've been married. It'll be 11 years on uh, Sunday, and we've been together for 18 years. And we've gone through some career changes. You know, we've gone, we've we've lost some hair, and we've gained some weight, and (laughs) we have a 10-year-old and a 14-month-old. And, you know, there have been some change in interest, but um, we've remained connected because we continue to be interested in each other and communicate with each other and troubleshoot when there's an issue um, and really be mindful of what each other's needs are. Um, and I think there's a mutual respect there. And that's, you know, th- those are, that's the foundation of a really healthy relationship. Absolutely. You know, it is. I, it, what's interesting to me is if you just had friends, whether, you know, they're schoolmates or guys you hung out with or, or girls that you went to school with or whatever, you would be mindful of what they're, you know, what they're thinking. They were thinking, they're, I would, aren't you kind of like mindful how you act around pretty much everybody, not just someone you would, you would like to maybe date or, or marry? 
I would think that you would... Yeah, I mean, these principles are definitely transferable. Right. They, uh, they relate to everybody. But I think there's something special that happens in a marriage. You're so close to the person that you let down your guard and you stop paying attention to certain things and you kind of get to show them the best of you and the worst of you. You, you know, Not in the same way that you would uh, be as transparent, open, or even um, uh, uh, un. Uh, uncharacteristically cruel to like a boss or a coworker, right? You show your partner the best and the worst of you and I think that makes it unique and so it's, yeah, you need to be mindful of the way that you are interacting with your partner. You need to kind of get back to why you guys are connected in the first place and remember, you know, why why you care about this person and why you chose to be with them. It's amazing to me on the morning show a couple of days ago, I was reading some tips uh, for Valentine's Day, uh, things not to do, things not to do on your first date. If anybody did any of those, I'd never talk to them again as long as I lived. There were there were tips like, on your very first date, try to make eye contact. <laughs> what? I, I can be yeah, honest with well, you. look, we're living in a very strange mm-hmm. time where we're yeah. attached to our smartphones, and I see it all the time. I see people on dates and both of them are looking at their their phones oh. and they're not looking at each other and i you know people walk down the street not looking where they're going so yeah i think we have to be retrained to look at each other in the eye to to be connected to each other and what's happening in the here and the now instead of paying attention to our phones do you think that because of technology and because um kids especially children today when they grow up they're going to be so inundated with technology i can't even, i mean we can't even imagine what's going to happen in 10 years um given what's happened yeah. in the last 10 um do you think the whole dynamics of interpersonal communications is just going to change completely and it, so it's what we think yeah. it worked isn't going to just isn't going to work anymore i think it's going to change um i think it's up to us to, as parents to really kind of reinforce what we think is valuable and is important um, and set some limitations and have some boundaries with the technology because I do think that, you know, a lot of these younger um, dating people are having difficulty connecting with people because they are not used to having these social interactions in the same way as as we once did in the past. And so they are navigating uh, dating with a little bit of a deficit, I certainly, I, I definitely believe that. And who knows? It's so hard to know what's going to happen in the future. But these tools that are available to us can be used for good. I think online dating can be used for good. It, it sure. is a good additional resource, um, but it's not the only resource. And if you're doing online dating, I tell everybody, if you make a connection with somebody, make a plan to meet them immediately. Don't continue to communicate over email and over texting. That's not the way a real connection is formed. That can be helpful in continuing to remain connected, but you need to get there and meet the person in person. That's how you connect with somebody. That's how you build a relationship. Ladies and gentlemen, seeking soulmate, ditching the dating game, and finding real connection. Shamin Ajon, right? You got it. Thank you. Thank you very much for your time. Great talking to you today. Have a wonderful Valentine's Day. Thank you. Same to you guys. Happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.